I'm Sid. And I'm Jess. And, and this, this is, is the Book Boyfriend Project. Project. So, um, we are going to be reviewing A Shadow in the Reaping by Bryn Weaver. Mm-hmm. I don't um, even remember, like, how we came across this one. I feel like it was, it was in a, a TikTok. TikTok. Was I it? don't remember who the creator was, but it was in a TikTok. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I read... I don't even... To this day, I don't think I, I've read the um, synopsis, which we will read for you in a moment. Um, I just remember her, like, going through bullet points of, like, what was in this book, and I was like, yes, (laughs) I need that in my life, we need to read that, and then I think you must have read it, or you must have watched the TikTok, and you're like, why don't we review this? And I was like, okay, cool, let's put it on the roster. Yeah. So, I think, hmm, I was gonna say, I think this is the first vampire book that we've recorded, because I feel like I don't really count the from blood nash series mm-hmm. like they're vampires but not traditional vampires right this isn't even traditional vampires no but i feel like it's much closer that's true and you guys just and i are on a vampire diaries binge right now because we started watching the show together in it was 2020 i believe it was winter break 2019 yeah so about three months before the pandemic hit yeah I think we were almost done with season one Mm -hmm. when the pandemic hit and we were supposed to quarantine. Mm -hmm. So for a couple of months, we actually quarantined apart from each other. Mm -hmm. But then a natural disaster happened and I had to come live with Sid for about a week. Yeah. So then we were done. So then we didn't quarantine apart anymore. We quarantined together. Yes. (laughs) Um, That's that's how we're doing it from now on. Yep. That's become (laughs) our, we've decided we are a family pod. Yes. Um, Yes. So, anyways, there's that. Um, we've been watching the show for forever. So it's we've basically been watching it for as long as the pandemic has been a thing. Mm-hmm. And before we got the news that they were taking it off of Netflix, we were still at the beginning of episode. I mean, season five, season five. Mm-hmm. Um, since that, in the past about three weeks. We've watched almost two seasons of Vampire Diaries. Yes. And I'm not a binge watcher. Like, I'm a horrible binge watcher. I can't sit still for more than, like, three hours. I get bored of watching TV after that long. And I'm just, I'm bad at it. So she's having to power through and do puzzles and everything while I'm, like, finally! (laughs) Because this girl definitely binged the entire ten season of Friends in one semester of college. Yes. I was watching about five episodes a day. But those are short. Those are only like 20. Those are like 22 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I would watch. Handle. I would watch one like while I was getting ready for uh, classes in the morning. And then I'd watch one when I was taking my lunch. And then I'd watch two or three with my dinner. Because mm-hmm. I was a hermit in my dorm. Yeah. When Sid wasn't around. So I was yeah. just like friends yes because i now have friends <laughs> yes yes <laughs> but anyways so we've digested and i feel like that's not the right word we've consumed a lot of vampire content Lore. lately like literally every time i hear like a moody folk folky sea song like you know the ones that play in vampire diaries like all i see flashes of damon and elena that's all i've got and I have had Damon saying Stefan and Elena, blah, 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 <laughs> Stefan and Elena, blah, 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 on repeat in my head for the past two weeks. So, like, when I revisited this book, like, two weeks ago and I actually read the synopsis because for the life of me, I could not remember what it was about. I was like, yes, vampires, like, I'm already on the vampire train. I'm ready. Let's do this. 
sadly, it wasn't what we wanted. We were not super impressed. So, the world building is just lacking. Confusing. Yes. And granted, I don't know that the first book in a series has to be great with world building. I'm okay when it's not. I'm okay when there are a lot of questions left about the world building and things just aren't clearly explained because within a fantasy series, like, the world building progresses and builds. Mm -hmm. Of course. So this is, like, a first book. That's fine. But what we do know has almost conflicting things, I feel like. Yes. For me... So, yeah, I feel like I don't know if I read quite enough fantasy to quantify it. Like, you probably can because I tend to read more contemporary romance. Um, I just feel like there are books that do the kind of vague world building really well. Like, I'm thinking um, from Blood and Ash. I'm thinking Kingdom of... No, what's that book called? Throne of Glass. I was going to say Kingdom of Ash, but I haven't even read that book yet. Nope, that is the last book in Throne of Glass. Um... Like, I didn't love it in Throne of Glass, but, like, there are books that do that better where the world building is vague, but it's still really interesting. And here, I just feel like I was missing so many details that, A, would have really fleshed this book out, and B, would have kept me more interested. Mm -hmm. Because, like, at this point, I don't even want to read the next book. And I want to read the next book because I disliked the love interest in this book, and this book ends kind of cliffhangery. And I want it to be, like, a Tamlin Reese moment where we get another love interest in the next book that I can connect with more. Yeah. I felt literally nothing to I think love interest. that's the main reason I didn't really like this book is because at least in A Court of Thorns and Roses, like, you – when you first read it, you love – Actually Tamlin. like Tamlin. And you actually like the love story that's going on between them. Mm-hmm. And the way that Sarah J. Mass does the love interests in her books where she changes them, she doesn't do it in an abrupt way. And she doesn't do it in a way that you're, like, not rooting for the original couple. Mm-hmm. She does it in a way that you slowly realize they're no longer right for each other. Mm-hmm. Just like in real life, you realize that you're – not right for a person Mm -hmm. anymore and you slowly move on from a relationship Mm -hmm. and she acts like she makes it relatable in that way yeah absolutely. whereas in this one i just wanted to pull a sarah J because i don't like him yeah there's very little chemistry on the page for me i felt like it was very abrupt their shift from i mean it's an enemies to lovers technically it's supposed to be an enemies to lovers so let's give the world building okay Instead of just complaining. Okay. Um, Wait, you didn't read the, the blurb. Oh, we gotta yeah. give you the blurb first. Let's read the blurb. Did we even tell them what book we were reviewing? I don't know. We are reviewing A Shadow in the Reaping by Bryn Weaver. Sorry. <laughs> if we didn't actually say that in the beginning. Um, We've been doing too much talking about this outside of this episode. Like, when I got here to record, Jess and I just complained about this book for like a solid 30 minutes and we really just should have turned on the microphone. Yeah, that would have been smarter. It's fine. Um, so, the blurb says, A dark, sexy, and wickedly funny new enemies to lovers romance for readers of Laura Talaza, Sarah J. Mass, Carrie Monascalo, and Jennifer L. Armentrout. I've read books from all four of those author- authors, and I absolutely 
loved all four of those authors. Laura Talaza uh, wrote, um, the one that I read by her was a trilogy, and I forget what it was called, but it was really good. The books are on my thing. I made you read the series, and then I oh, forgot oh, about them. Oh, um, Gods and Monsters? Yes. Or wait. No. No. That's the third book in Serpent and Dove. What is this one called? I can picture it. That was by Lainey Taylor. Was it? Yeah. I don't remember what was by Laura Talasa then. I don't think I've read anything from her. I've only read I know I've her. read something by her. I just don't know what she writes now. Gotcha. So, of course, now I actually have to go look up who Laura Talasa is. Yes. Because her name is very familiar. Yeah. I've read from uh, Jennifer L. Armentrout as well as Sarah J. Mass, obviously. Um, and I've both... I've enjoyed both of their works immensely. Oh, she writes the Bargainer series. That's what I've read. That book was really good. I've only read the first book in that series because I'm having an issue reading the rest of it. But she did write that series, and that series was amazing. The first book was amazing. I haven't gotten past the first, like, 10% of the second book um, because I'm scared. (laughs) Sometimes I get like that, especially when I read the first book in a series and the rest of the series is now yet, and then I forget about the series. It's a vicious cycle. And then reading the second book is now, like, a scary moment. Even though I did reread for, like, the first time in forever the first book in a series. Did you? Yeah, I did. I'm surprised. The synopsis says, A siren who must stay silent to survive. An executioner with the bounty he cannot kill. Lou has been living a quiet, undercover life, a vampire hidden in the quaint village of Sanford. Afraid that her voice will give her secrets away, Lou has lived for years without words, speaking only to the one which she can trust. Except, of course, when it's time to hunt. When it comes to luring and her victims, no song is sweeter than Lou's. But when Lou's hunt is interrupted by Ashen, a mysterious and striking reaper of the Shadow Realm, it seems like fate has finally caught up with her. An executioner with a soul to claim, Ashen doesn't realize he stumbled upon the bounty of an immortal lifetime until it's too late. As the two enemies are forced to work together to solve a crime that shouldn't be possible, it's more than just secrets that emerge between them. With every moment that passes, Lou finds it harder and harder to live like a shadow among her enemies, especially the enigmatic demon she's bound to. She might just be a little bored of living the quiet life. But for Lou, nothing is more inseparable than danger and desire. And there are few key creatures in any realm more dangerous than Ashen. Mm-hmm. So... The way that this book, this world, is set up is there are three realms. There's the realm of light, or heaven, if you will. Mm-hmm. There is the living realm, and there is the shadow realm, which is hell. So, angels are a paranormal, the reapers are demons, and the reaper backstory is very... Like, that's not completely explained. Mm -hmm. So, Reapers are demons from the Shadow Realm, and it's alluded to that demons are made from the souls of humans or paranormals by original demons or something. Um, And Reaper is, like, the paranormal police. They're very hard to give a permanent death, and if you kill them in an unpermanent way, they will just go up in ashes and, like, be reborn in the Shadow Realm and allowed to come back to the Living Realm. Mm -hmm. Um... And they go through corridors, which are actually just cauldrons of non-burning fire. Like, it won't burn you if you're with a demon, but, like, if you're not with a demon and you just throw a brawl into it, it will make the brawl go up in flames. <laughs> I love that that's what you chose as an example of what will light on fire. <laughs> um, Not, like, a marshmallow or, like... 
piece of wood. But they actually throw a brawl into the cauldron at one point. Oh, I did not remember that. They do. They do. That was why I chose that. Um, so only a permanent death can truly prevent them from coming back. And the only way that it's revealed in this book that you can truly kill a reaper is through angel wing poison, which is created from the wings of an angel. So they have to give up their wings and then an apothecary does something with it. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, but they do something to make the angel wing poison. Yes. To our knowledge, Lou has killed a reaper before. Which is a big no-no. Which is a big no-no. That's why there's a major bounty on her head. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never said how, but it's not really alluded to that she used angel wing poison to do so. Yeah. So we're not sure how that happens, but. That's what I'm know. working with. Um, so. Also Lou's- important. What? Uh, Lou has faked her death, like her public death. Mm-hmm. So, because she is a very powerful ancient siren vampire creature. So, I also have a lot of questions about that. It's unclear if the first vampires were just a group of sirens, mm-hmm. like <clears throat> in Vampire Diaries, where the originals were a group, like a family. And a witch turned them and gave them the immortal curse of being vampires. Mm-hmm. And that's how vampires were created. Or if there is a more ancient vampire that turned a group of sirens into vampires. Mm-hmm. That's very unclear. Yes. And I have questions about that. Yes. And it's also vaguely alluded to that all vampires have some sort of capability to the siren song. Or at least a large percentage of them do. Like... The closer they were to being turned by yes. a siren, the more capability they have of a siren song. Yeah. So, um, she was the reason she, I think it was Vladimir. Isn't that Dracula's name? Yeah. She was the one that created Vladimir and he was a baby siren basically mm-hmm. before he died mm-hmm. or before he was staked, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so, Lou, about 300, 400 years ago, she had one of her sisters, one of her last remaining sisters, killed by a reaper in front of her. And so, she set out to kill that reaper. And then she had, um, well, she kind of manipulated this witch named Bobby Sarno into telling the townspeople that she was a witch so that she would be burned at the stake. Mm -hmm. And so she was burned enough that she was unrecognizable. And then her friend Idaya, or Idi, I don't know how you say her name. I called her Eddie the entire book, so don't don't ask me. I don't know. I think I said Idaya. That seems like more on par with Lou's full name, which is Lakosha. Mm -hmm. So she replaced her body with an unrecognizable burned-to-a-crisp vamp body, And then Lou went through months and months of healing. Mm -hmm. So it's not like she can just heal her body back from the dead, basically, with nothing. Yeah. With just, like, drinking blood. So that was an interesting vampire lore. That was. Because, like, Um, I feel like we always use Vampire Diaries as the baseline, because it's widely known. Um, With Do they die on fire? No, they can be lit on fire and they don't die immediately, but I feel like fire would kill them, right? Yeah, fire would kill them. 
if they burned for long enough. Like, if they were yeah. out in the sun without a daylight ring, it would kill them because they would go up in flames. But, yeah. like, if they get the fire gets put out quickly enough, then they will heal. Yeah. But it's instantaneous healing with them, pretty mm-hmm. much. So, yeah. We have a yeah. lot of questions about the lore surrounding the supernatural creatures. Right. Um, and also, the only vampire, the only real paranormals that are mentioned are the angels, the reapers, vampires, witches, and werewolves, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Um. So, there's that. So, like, Lou has a lot of reasons to hate reapers at this point. Mm-hmm. And the main, like part of this book is that Lou's out hunting for this douche canoe for dinner because, you know, That's she's a rule. sustainable vampire. She only eats douches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, like, more power to you, honey. More yeah. power to you. Yeah. Um, And then she comes across while she's trying to eat her meal in peace, Asher and these werewolves show up. So her and Asher have like a hunting party with the werewolves and they kill all the werewolves, but in this fight, Asher gets almost fatally wounded by angel wing poison instead of just leaving him to die like she should. Mm-hmm. Like any vampire with as much history with Reapers as she has should. Um, she saves his life, she gives him her blood, and she says a spell that is supposed to heal him. Mm-hmm. But then later when she runs to Eddie, which is her witch BFF. Um, clarifies that not only did she heal him, she also bound them together mm-hmm. for the duration of his, like, mission. reaping mission thing. And, um, yeah, so he can't hurt her. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, if they're not in close contact, her arm itches a lot. Yes, where she has the... Tattoo. Yeah. Because it created a tattoo on both of them. Yes, that as... say the, the binding words or whatever. Yeah. Um, so now they have to work together to reap the soul. So it is a wolf that is creating hybrids. Mm-hmm. Um, and throughout this mission, she ends up going to the Shadow Realm. And we meet Asher's sister, Ember, mm-hmm. who actually killed her sister and who knows who she is. Mm-hmm. And then tries to blackmail her into bringing her the necessary supplies to create another hybrid. Yes. Also important to note at this point that Lou keeps her true identity a secret from Ashen. She doesn't reveal it when they meet in the alley. Um, and she does this by, by A, not providing her name. And B, um, she pretends like she can't speak because mm-hmm. when she speaks, her siren song or whatever is going on with her voice will give her away. Um, mm-hmm. And it seems like this is how she's been living for... 300 years yeah. since she was burned at the stake and faked her death. Yeah. Um. So, when they're in the Shadow Realm, they go to this library, and this library has a plaque of, like, all of the vampires in existence, and if it's slashed through with gold, it was, the soul was reaped. If it's slashed through with black, then it wasn't, it wasn't reaped. They were killed a different way. And if there's no slash, obviously, they're still living. And so, like, There's also plaques with all of the household reapers on them and then all of the souls that they've ever reaped underneath of them, which is how Lou finds out that Ember was the one to kill her sister. Not the reaper she killed. Not the reaper she killed, right. Um, And then, like, she gets to see Asher's, like, all of the souls that he's reaped. And in the Shadow Realm, we also get to learn what happens to the reaped souls. Mm -hmm. And basically, they become mostly faceless 
except for the color of their eyes, and they're basically trapped in servitude and misery for the rest of their existence Mm -hmm. until they get so desolate that they become these, like, disturbed, disturbed, like, unfeeling souls that just attack things. Yeah, all I could think of when I was reading this part was that part in Inside Out where, or not Inside Out, in Soul, where they become, like, the zombie souls. You know yeah. What I, mean? I yeah. can't remember what it's called. But... I don't know either. But basically, just more reasons to hate Reapers. Yes. Is where I'm going with this. So yes. she learns all of these things. Yes. And then they end up, like, back in the living realm. They've learned some stuff from, like, an apothecary and stuff. And now they're, like, screwing. She thinks she's in love with him. Girlfriend. Um... So, like, they're supposed to be true enemies. Mm-hmm. Like, true, true enemies. And, like, Asher is given no indication besides, like, one instance with a witch. I think she was a – no, she was a werewolf. She was a werewolf alpha who had gained too much power and the council wanted to, like, reap her just because she gained too much power and he fabricates evidence of someone else to, like, reap a different soul than this one because he doesn't think gaining power, being too powerful should be cause for reaping. Mm -hmm. That's the only indication that he sees anything wrong with the reaping process. The reaping process. Yes. And it's not even that he wanted to prevent a soul from being reaped. He just didn't mind, like, a different soul being reaped. Yeah. Like, I don't... So there's not a whole lot of redemption going on here no. for him as a reaper. And there's really no redemption for Lou either. Like, she's hated reapers her entire life. Like, there's no reason. Like, it's not even that he saved her life. Like, she saved no. him. Yeah. Because she didn't want to deal with the fallout of being accused yeah. of, like, murdering another reaper. Yeah. And, like, he's he's painted to be mildly attractive. Okay, yeah. fine. And he shows her small considerations. Like, he brings her a pen and a notebook so they can communicate. But that's not that's sweeping not love. That's not a sacrifice. That's not... It's not enough to redeem him. Yeah. Which is the main reason I have issues with this love story. Yes. Um. So, like, there's a bunch of stuff going on to solve this case. Mm-hmm. And eventually, they end up investigating Bobby Sarno's club... And because there's a connection between the rip, the witch that's helping the alpha create hybrids and Bobby Sarno. So they go to this club. Lou realizes a trap. The, like, the portion, the roof collapses on them. Mm-hmm. He goes up in flames, ashes, whatever, mm-hmm. and reforms in the Shadow Realm, obviously. But this girl is literally, like, crying, and she's, like, trying to feed him her blood, and she's, like, so distraught and in dis- despair. And I'm like, girl... How have you survived this long? How are you... Because in my head, she's, like, 5,000 years old. Mm -hmm. Like, in my head, she's easily at least 1,000 years old. Yeah. So, how are you falling in love with your enemy? A. In a week and a half. Yeah. This book doesn't even take place over much longer than, like, a week and a half, two weeks. Mm -hmm. Like, how is all of that bad blood being erased by none of these, like, good acts um and you know like 
it just wasn't very believable. Yeah, I would agree. Um, so Lou wakes up, she's chained to this bed with this werewolf who's been trying to create a hybrid, and he tells her that she is going to be his next test subject, and she's injected with some sort of witch concoction, potion, blood, Yes, etc. They say it's the witch transition. Mm -hmm. So in my head, we're not having, like, true hybrids here. We're doing more like a tribrid, Mm -hmm. where they're becoming a werewolf witch vampire thing yes which eh. yeah. 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 so like there's that they put silver down her throat so that she can like her siren song isn't actually working but before that she's chained to this bed for like a good solid five minutes mm-hmm. and she's just like fuck you that's like her response yeah she's like I don't care who, because she meets Bobby Sarno's father, and she's like, I thought you were dead. Instead of, like, using this very powerful siren song that is alluded to this entire time, because, like, in my head, her siren song is, like, how vampires can compel people in vampire diaries, and instead of just, like, taking control of their minds and being like, let me out of these chains, get, like, kill yourself. Yeah. Um, Which, granted. Maybe it doesn't work on paranormals. Maybe it only works on humans. That's fine. That's fine. I just want a thought. Yeah. Like, too bad these aren't humans or I could siren song them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, maybe not that simple. Maybe not that obvious. But, like, some hint throughout the book of why this isn't possible. Yeah. Because, honestly... You're just gonna like let them silver you and like be a damsel right now is just not okay. No, how have you lived this long? Like, I expect more when the main character is ancient. I would agree. Like, she's had to have gotten herself out of worse before, right? Like, if this is if this was like a baby vampire, if this was Elena, <laughs> I'd maybe be okay. You know, like, I'd maybe be okay. If this was, like, a chosen one trope where she's had, like, a week to get her powers under control, like, I'd be okay. Believable. Like, that's fine. But a thousand-year-old ancient vampire original siren not using her siren song to get out of these bindings without giving us a hint that it doesn't work on paranormals is not acceptable world building. Yeah. In my eyes. I would agree. So. Hmm. Um, so at this point, her witchy best friend, whose name I can't pronounce, uh, gets her out of there, uh, takes her back to her house, and she's like, what happened? And Lou reveals that the witch potion was injected into her. She has a seizure and passes out. Um, woo, oh my goodness, Lou. When Lou wakes (laughs) up again, um, Ember shows up and takes them both to the Shadow Realm, and in the Shadow Realm, they're brought before, like, three Reapers, one of which is Asher, Ashen, whatever, um, and Ember implies that all of the love scenes between them was Ashen's way of gaining her trust, Mm -hmm. and, um, they, you know, 
They kind of pit them against each other. Yeah. Basically. They reveal, like, the plan to take over the Realm of Light because that's what Ember wants. She wants to use... Well, originally she wanted Lou to bring her whatever she needed to make a hybrid. And then she was going to set the hybrid loose in the Realm of Light. Um, But having Lou be the hybrid is close enough. Is great. Um, So then... The main, like, middle guy is, like, yo, bring in the soul, and we are introduced to Davina, Mm -hmm. which is apparently a witch soul that has been, because she's very thin and almost desolate looking, it's described, she's been in the Shadow Realm for quite some time, and um, is apparently, like, Ashen's lost love, Mm -hmm. and she's, like, brought back to life, Mm -hmm. and they have a moment, and... He's just, like, staring at Lou this entire time. And, like, you can see that maybe they were once meant to be together, but no longer because this other girl is back in the story. Yeah. And it's like, okay, but why? Yeah. And that's kind of how it ends. Yeah. And then that's that's where we're left. That's where we're left. So it ends on a huge cliffhanger. It does. But, like... I think I gave this, like, a two and a half out of five. It got, like, a one out of five on the spice writing for me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Hardly um, any spice. I would give it, like, a two, two and a half out of five. Because it had so much potential. I think that's where I'm most frustrated with it. Like, the world building was different and interesting, but, like... Mm-hmm. This first book just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. And I think I will probably read the next book because... There is just so much potential here. Mm-hmm. And I think based on normal fantasy books that I've read, the first book is never the best. Yeah. Um, just because the world building is confusing and you do have to get like a couple books into it before everything is figured out and you really understand everything. Um, so I will probably read the next book. Mm-hmm. But based on this first one, like I'm not... I don't know that it's the top of my TBR exactly. Yeah. Same. I don't know. This is our first dud of the season. Um, We've kind of decided that moving forward with duds, it's just going to be like a quickie review because we just don't enjoy talking about it as much. No. And it's probably not very enjoyable to listen to. No. If we do like a full plot breakdown. Yeah. So really, we just want to give enough information that you can make your own decision about reading this book, which is why... We set up the story and then we tell kind of how the story ends, which maybe we won't even do that. Yeah. And the next one. Maybe yeah. we'll just do like a mostly spoiler-free review mm-hmm. with world building and why we didn't like the characters. Yeah. I think that's a good plan. Mm-hmm. Remember when we used to do spoiler reviews and non-spoiler reviews? Yeah. I just remember I think we that. Only, I completely forgot about that. I think we only did that with our very first review, though. I, I think, think we so only too. did two episodes with like... Here's a spoiler-free, like, intro story Yeah, that we actually ended up doing, like, a 45-minute episode on, and then we did, like, an hour and a half on uh. A Shadows Between Us, and did you know that's actually an audiobook on Scribd? And I'm half-tempted to listen to it. It's an audiobook at the library. Jacob and I oh. listened to it when we went to Tennessee. Oh. Yeah, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah, um, it's, it's better the second time. Well, okay. I think I've read that book three times. Because I read it once, and then we reviewed it, and I had to read it again in the audiobook. But it's just as good when we don't have to rip it apart and read it, like, four times and talk about it for hours on end. Yeah, I kind of want to reread it. Yeah. Because it was just a phenomenal book, and 
to do like it wasn't even truly like a fantasy book it was more like a um, like a regency era type read yeah and with, with a like a sprinkle magic. of magic yeah with his shadows that were never truly explained but i wasn't upset about it no is there a second book in that series i don't know okay. i really want there to be we're gonna investigate that we're gonna wrap this episode you guys thanks so much for listening um if, make sure that you guys are following us on your favorite podcasting platforms and if you have a second leave us a review it's really helpful for us make sure you're following us on social media as well it's always linked in the description of our episodes um there you can stay up to date on what we're reading and what's coming up in the podcast but that's it for us today Thanks for listening.